0: All right, I'm not gonna take a lot of time, but I got the extreme honor of introducing our speaker tonight. Most of you guys know him, but most of you guys don't know him as long as I've known him. So, I get to I get to share stuff. Uh, when I heard that he was speaking, um, and what he was speaking on, I just I really felt the weight of the Lord that it's going to be a word that really uh, shapes our culture. And really goes uh, hand in hand with that message that Charlie preached of listening to the voice of God. And um, I'm excited that he's sharing it because I know of very, very, very few people who own this message and who walk this out on a regular basis than Cody. Um, he's a guy that uh, I'm just blessed to know. And um, I'm, just, I'm just thankful that we get to hear from him and you guys get to receive from him. So just, uh, just prepare your hearts for what God's wanting to bring tonight, I guess. Um, and let's give it up for Cody.
1: But uh, So you guys get to uh, witness history today. <clears throat> it's the first time I've ever preached in a beard. <laughs> and my wife made me wear the nice shirt. So I... <clears throat> She likes it when I dress up. I was just going to wear my sweater that I had since 05. She said no. She probably <laughs> wants me to burn it. But uh, let's, uh, there's probably a lot of stuff going on during the week. Let's take a minute just to uh, set our affections on the Father, on God. Just uh, open our hearts up to Him. We love you, God. We just open our hearts uh, to your word, God. We open our hearts to your spirit. God, would you speak to us, Father? Come meet with us, God. Would you inspire us today? Would you convict us today? And make us more like you, God. We love you, Jesus. We love you, God. Amen. Title of this sermon, Where is the Honor? Just so you know, that's kind of like the title. But uh, if you want, we're going to read Malachi chapter 1, verse 6 through chapter 2, 2. Now Malachi, I mean, I'm obviously not a Bible scholar by any means, but Malachi... It's a book where God speaks through His prophet, and uh, uh, through His prophet Malachi to speak to His His people, the Jews. So, verse one six. We'll start there. A son honors his father, and a servant his master. If I am a father, where's the honor due me? If I am a master, where's the respect due me? Says the Lord Almighty. It is you, O priests, who show contempt for my name. But you ask. How have we shown contempt for your name? You place defiled food on my altar, but you ask, How have we defiled you? By saying that the Lord's table is contemptible. When you bring blind animals for sacrifice, is that not wrong? When you sacrifice crippled or diseased animals, is that not wrong? Try offering them to your governor. Will he be pleased with you? Would he accept you, says the Lord Almighty? Now implore God to be gracious to us with such offerings from your hands. Will he accept you, says the Lord Almighty? Oh, that one of you would shut the temple doors so that you would not light useless fires on my altar. I am not pleased with you, says the Lord Almighty, and I will accept no offering from your hands. My name will be great among the nations, from the rising to the setting of the sun. In every place, incense and pure offerings will be brought to my name, because my name will be great among the nations, says the Lord Almighty. But you profane it by saying of the Lord's table, it is defiled, and of its food it is contemptible. And you say, what a burden, and you sniff at it contemptuously, says the Lord Almighty. When you bring injured, crippled, or diseased animals and offer them as sacrifices, should I accept them from your hands, says the Lord? Cursed is the cheat who has an acceptable male in his flock and vows to give it, but then sacrifices a blemished animal to the Lord. For I am a great king, says the Lord Almighty, and my name is to be feared among the nations. And now this admonition is for you, O priests. If you do not listen and if you do not set your heart to honor my name, says the Lord Almighty, I will send a curse upon you and I will curse your blessings. Yes, I have already cursed them because you have not set your name your heart to honor me. And I feel like as God looks over our churches, he looks over our schools, he looks over our workplaces, our families, he's asking where is the honor? <clears throat> Where's the honor, do me? Where's the honor? do each other. I feel like maybe I got a lot of stuff in me that I want to share, so I should probably stick to my notes (laughs) so I don't go double it up, you know. Uh, We'll go back to that. So back in May, I went to visit uh, a church in South Carolina. Uh, Elevation Church, you've probably heard of it, with Stephen Furtick, Pastor Stephen Furtick. But uh, there was a guy who visited here, and like I met him for like a week, and he decided to tell me that, like, I love you, I miss you, uh, I really think you're a great guy, and I just felt like it was super fake, you know, and it was really offensive to me. And uh, this was like two months or three months prior to going down there in May. So I went down there, we're at his bachelor party, and we get to pray for him, and we're all, there's like a group of eight of us, and we're praying for him, and <clears throat> I'm like, Lord, I don't really have anything, you know, what should I, what should I say? And he gives me the verse, uh, outdo one another in honor, and treating others more important than yourself, and so like, it got to me, and I didn't know like much about honor, really didn't, and uh <clears throat> Uh, I was praying for him, and I was like, it is really hard to outdo you in honor. The way you treat and love people is so offensive. It is so offensive. You treat others more important than yourself at all times. And that greatness, like that draws people to you like and, and I just you know started to honor him back in that way, and i that that was like my first taste. <sighs> wow <clears throat> of true honor. What does it mean to really? Value somebody. Honor is to value, to give worth, and it has a connotation of weight. What does it really mean to value and to believe in somebody and to to tell somebody they have worth and to really give weight to it? Like, look to the person next to you and say, you have value. You are valuable. You are worth something. I'm probably going to repeat this verse, but Romans twelve ten it says, "Love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor, or give preference to one another in honor. Honor one another above yourself. If we're going to outdo somebody in something, it better be honor. In competitive, I, I say we shouldn't compete and try to like. Beat other people down, but if you're gonna outdo someone, out try to outdo them in showing honor. Uh, we're gonna look at a couple more verses. First uh, Timothy 6.1, Let all who are under a yoke as slaves regard their own masters as worthy of all honor, so that the name of God and the teaching may not be reviled. I mean, we, we don't really have slavery nowadays, but we can place that in our put that in our workplace. If you're being treated bad by your boss, God still requires us to have a heart of honor towards them. If you're being treated wrongly by a coworker, you're still required to have a heart of honor towards them. Uh, Likewise, husbands, love your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. The other one was 1 Peter. This is Ephesians. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Honor goes in every direction. We honor those above us. We honor those beside us. We honor those under us because what God has placed in them because of the calling and potential that God has placed on their lives. The opposite of honor, dishonor. Treat someone or something as common or ordinary. Now, dishonor doesn't always mean something you do. If uh, <clears throat> Doing something that was obviously dishonoring, like calling somebody a name or treating them horribly, It can be what you don't do. It's not always a blatant act of disrespect. Going through the motions like in uh, Malachi. These guys were doing all the right things. All the right things. They were doing the sacrifices. They were coming before the Lord. But they were not honoring God in their heart. Familiarity is often the greatest foe of honor. Because, I mean, Charlie comes in here every week. If it's just Charlie speaking, well, that's just Charlie. We're, n- we're not going to be able to receive what we need to receive, or, it's, or we're not going to believe, like say, that it's even children, like children's church. Oh, they're just children. They're not really valuable. They're not really going to give anything to society at this point. Um, it's just Ryan. It's just Matt. Uh, it's going de- to increase, like if we see them as ordinary and simple, um, we're not going to honor them. Everything is better with honor. It's so good. Uh think of it this way, honor always elevates. Now I took just to put this out there. I did uh I, I forgot to share this in my story. <clears throat> like God took me on a journey of honor and like I saw that he was uh, uh this this guy that I was telling you about, um, he was a part of a church that was really, like, everybody was encouraging, super offensive toward, you know, like, everybody was, like, super nice. And I was like, this kind of seems really fake, but it's actual. it was actually real. I was the one who was perceiving it wrong. And anyway, so then I was like, well, they must, this pastor must have a teaching on it somewhere. So I went and I looked, and so I studied, and everything he was saying was just resonating with my heart. And, uh just wanted more of that in my life so so a lot of this i'm just i'm using as like a diagram some of it's mine it's like 50-50 whatever it doesn't matter we're supposed to pass on the word of god anyway so nothing new under the sun so honor always elevates dishonor decimates honor elevates dishonor decimates or brings down <clears throat> Number one point, the level of honor you give is determined by the amount of value that you perceive. So the amount of value that you perceive in someone or something, the more honor you're going to give. Uh, There was a story, uh, Pastor Stephen, he's he's got uh, this guy who's above him that is his pastor. He's the pastor of the second largest church in America under Joel Osteen. Um, If you've ever had the... uh, the U Version Bible app on your phone. Their church does that. The Life Church TV, uh, second largest church in America since April 2013. Now he tells a story about this guy named Craig Groeschel. He sends him this uh, Gideon Bible. You, know, you, you guys have seen those like really small size of the hand Bibles. And he asks, how much? How much is like one of those actually worth? Like a dollar? How much is it worth? Like two bucks? A Gideon Bible probably. But there's tons of them we probably we've probably thrown away away a few of them if we've been given them to us at like a, that on campus or wherever we've stolen them from hotels or something but uh then he tells this story he's like, <clears throat> this is the bible uh he said he was praying Craig was praying and uh he said god if if you want me to be a christian or if uh And uh, you want me to trust you. I will start a Bible study if you give me a Bible. So he walks out of the class. He steps out the door. And there's a Gideon saying, hey, would you like a Bible? And so the guy took the Bible. He went, he, he started reading it. And he was in like some baseball field somewhere. And he gave his life to Christ while reading that Bible. And he's like, how much more value do you now see in that Bible? How much more would you be willing to protect that and hold on to it? You wouldn't want to throw it away, right? So the level of value perce- you perceive determines how much honor you give. Uh, it's, not, uh, uh, it's not like the value of the Bible changed. It's your perception of that, of that Bible that changed. Does that make sense? When you value something, you're able to see the extraordinary in the ordinary. <clears throat> we're around people all the time that are seemingly ordinary uh, or common. Um, we dishonor them in the way we speak to them and interact with them. But if we could like get our minds around that they were created in the image of God. In Psalm 139, it says... Uh, I knit them together in my mother's womb. And it goes even deeper. It says that my eyes saw your unformed body as you were intricately woven in the depths of the earth, as you were being made in the secret place. So even before the womb, God, it was just you and God. So the value, like, if we could get our understanding around the value of those that we work with, around just... The people that we see as ordinary or everyday people that we either see in Walmart or Target or whatever. And God sees value in them. He's a very caring and intimate father. All right, so we'll move on. Uh, When you honor something, you protect it, you praise it, or you prioritize it. Or you do all three. (laughs) If, uh, I mean, Steve, with that Bible, he's going to hold on to it. He's not going to let any people, buddy, get near it to want to destroy it, right? So I value my wife. I'm going to protect my wife. I value my kids. I'm going to protect them. That's pretty simple and straightforward. Praise it. Words are so powerful. You have no idea how powerful words are. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. You guys know that verse, right? Uh, I guess I'll tell that story now. You guys, just recently, um, Johnny, Johnny Johnston, you guys have met him. He just passed away recently. And he would always be uh, whenever I was up front, whether I got done speaking or playing drums, he would be the first, if not the only one, coming up to me and saying, good job, well done, that was awesome. And, like, God was showing me how much he honored me. And I, I the only regret I had that I wasn't able to honor him back in this life. It was like I didn't see the value in it until after. You make it, you make it important, you make, you prioritize it, you, you make it first, like, I'm probably going to come back to my wife over and over again, but like, my wife is important to me, she's, besides God, I prioritize my, well, not usually, you know, sometimes it goes like this, but, uh, I prioritize my wife over other friends, like, if she needs me, I'm there, you know, if she needs me to do something, I do it, if she asks me, sometimes I try to go around it, but, (laughs) try to ignore for a while, but, uh, uh, anyway, so if you value something, if you honor something or someone, you, you uh, protect them, you praise them, and you, uh, you prioritize. Oh, Proverbs 10.21 says, The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for lack of understanding. So that was a good one. The lips of the righteous feed many. Like it's nourishing. Words are nourishing to the soul. The level, this is good, the level of value you receive is determined by the amount of honor you give. God wasn't hurt by the lack of honor from the Jews in Malachi. It's not like he needed some self-esteem, right? God has all the esteem he needs, but he, he definitely doesn't need an ego boost. It's because his blessings are limited when you dishonor. He wants to bring joy. He wants to bring peace to your home and order to our nation. Where there is no honor, there is limited blessing. Every time you, you deny honoring someone, it denies the person uh, receiving the honor but, uh, who won't receive a blessing from you, but also it denies you a blessing receiving one in return. Uh, in Matthew, uh, just to kind of illustrate my point, <clears throat> Uh, Jesus is going to his hometown. You guys know this parable? And coming to his hometown, Matthew thirteen fifty four through 58. And coming to his hometown, he taught them in their synagogue so that they were astonished and said, where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? Are not his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? Familiarity, Right? And are not all his sisters with us? Where then did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and in his own household. And he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Their dishonor led to unbelief. And he was limited. The Son of God was limited in what he could do because of their dishonor. Now, if we're crying out for a blessing of God, we're crying out for an outpouring, a move of God in our, in our uh, community, in our church, in, in our city, and in the nation. If we don't learn to honor one another, it's going to hinder the blessing that God wants to give. Because if we're too busy having discord or whatever, arguments, it's going to take our minds off of God and off of what he wants to do. So when we show up to church or SLM, are we putting much value, worth, or weight on the experience? In big group, and our small groups, are we valuing our, our leaders? I've been, I've been to conferences, and I, I love conferences because everybody's hungry. Because it's something new, like it's, it's somebody that they haven't heard speak before or some guy who has this great anointing um, but everybody's got their notepads out. Everybody's got their pen out to hear the next next greatest thing. <clears throat> but at their home church, it's the same old pastor. It's the same old worship team. There's lack of honor. Do you ever wonder why you don't receive at church? Maybe it's not because of the pastor. Maybe it's not because of the worship team. Maybe it's not... <laughs> because of the guy who does the prayer time or the offering. Maybe it's you, because your lack of honor. That's rough. (laughs) Ouch. We need to increase our expectation. Increase our honor to God. Expect God to move in this place. Expect God to speak through our pastors, through our ministers, through our worship team, to meet with God. Expect great things. Put value on what we have here. Because when you put value and worth on something and wait to what someone says, then you are open to receive blessing and understanding. God is free to do His work in your life. If you come to the church with the attitude of, bless me if you can, it might be really hard to receive from God (laughs) we need to be honoring our leaders and our services more I'm just I challenge you to like engage really engage come and say, man I have a great pastor God speaks through him man we have one of the best worship teams in the world you know Just setting your heart, positioning your heart right to receive. Charlie pours out his heart, you know? Pastor pours out his heart. Ryan pours out his heart. Like... Let's let's honor that. Like, they really want us to get, like, it's not about them. Like, they're really serving us, and they want us to to grow, and they want us to, to move into more of what God has for us. Now, leaders, if you have, if you're looking down on one of your, we'll just say students or followers or someone in your group, and you don't see them as someone who can ascend to leadership or someone who can move into greatness, they probably won't because you don't honor them. If you don't honor them, they won't grow. They won't move up. They will never see themselves as great if you don't. Go against the curb. Maybe someone else says, man, they're never going to amount to something. But you can say, yes, they are, because they were created in the image of God. The level of value you receive is directly correlated by the amount of honor that you give. All right, I'll keep moving because uh, honor is about what you decide, not about what they deserve. Well, I would honor people uh, if they were more honorable. I would uh, be nice to them if they were nice to me. I'd honor them, but they're not really that honorable. But neither were you. <laughs> honorable. It's Romans 5.7, For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. Now, I'm preaching at myself, too, just so you know. (laughs) Uh, But God shows his love for us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. But now the Lord declares, Far be it from me, for those who honor me I will honor, and those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Righteous for the unrighteous, honor for the unhonorable. Or the dishonorable, that's what it is. Today, that's funny, I have a coworker. I was leaving last Friday from work, and I had my a bag with me, and they're like, what's up for the docket today, because I kissed my wife goodbye, and I was like, well, I'm just going to prepare a sermon, and I said, I was speaking on honor, and I shared some things, and that was it, and he agreed what I said, and I went my merry way, and then today, <laughs> uh, something happened between one of those, that co-worker and somebody else, and... uh he just uh, laid into this guy with not so nice words and everything. He's at his computer and he looks to me. He's like, "I know that's not what you said." <laughs> and I was like, "You listened? That means you were thinking about what I said." And I said, "I said I got to say, like, that's prob- that's actually a good example of what not to do." <laughs> and he was okay uh, uh, with it, what I said. You know, it was just, uh... and then I was able to tell him. This point, I was like it's not about what they deserve it's about what you decide, and he made a choice in that moment to be like, because later on he said he's like if uh, if they are this way to me i 'm going to give this back to them and that 's just the way we think norm- normally you know it 's the way the world thinks if they hurt me, I hurt them, so we don't honor people based on what they are or what they do, but we honor people based on what God is to us. Honor everyone. Who is that? Everyone. That's in 1 Peter 2.17. It says, honor everyone. That's a broad scope, right? So we don't limit who we honor. Now, I'm not saying... uh, you need to remain in an abusive relationship. That's not it. Or that God doesn't bring discipline. I'm just saying that we need to begin to honor people more. <clears throat> this was a cool verse. I don't know if this means anything. Romans 13, 1, uh, Did I do this right? I don't know. I'm just going to read it. Everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Give everyone what you owe him. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. It's interesting that we can owe honor to people. I think we owe honor to this generation and we owe honor to God. already said that but it says let love be genuine and sincere abhor what is evil hold fast to what is good love one another with brotherly affection outdo one another in showing honor love flows through honor love and honor are like linked Honor, like I said, honor is like, it's a strange sound, right? It's really, like, it's, it's a language, and it's really foreign to us as a people. Isn't it? It's foreign in my workplace, that's for sure. <laughs> but even in our churches, it's really foreign. Because we're thinking about ourselves, we're thinking about what's God going to do for me, not... How do I lift someone else up? How do I treat them as more important than myself? How do I give to others? It, Like I said, it sounds fake and unfamiliar. I feel like honor, like Ryan was saying, it's, like it's going to change our culture. It's, it's, it's what's going to create, part of what's going to make us a light on a hill, a city on a hill. The world is waiting for it. it truly is. Because they don't know. They don't understand what it means to be encouraged and to actually lift in, in, each other up and praise one another. They don't know how to value one another. It, it's all about me. I give you permission to appreciate, or no, to talk behind someone's back. To brag about them. Do it. Seriously. Because the norm is, so-and-so did this to me. They did that to me. I really hate this about that person. It gets rough, really, listening to that over and over again every day. But if we are an example for that change, they will begin to catch on. Because the kingdom of God is more powerful than the kingdom of darkness. So appreciate and brag behind others' back. Honor and encouragement and words and praise are good for the soul. Truly is. We really don't. Isn't it good? Do you like being encouraged? No? You don't like it at all, so I won't encourage you at all. David, do you like being encouraged? (laughs) This is a man of God right here. A man of God. He loves his wife. He's faithful and loyal. That's a man of God right there. He's got a really nice beard. This right here is a man of God, too. You guys know that? He's going to change the world. He's going to bring revival wherever he goes. He's going to see people come to know Christ by the thousands. Just by living a faithful life to God. Do you guys like encouragement? Praise? Haley, right? I love you. I just love you being here. That's, that is encouraging. Like you're so hungry for God. You are. You can see it. You're hungry for God. <clears throat> Did you know the spirit crying out in us is proof that we're adopted, that we have the spirit, you have the spirit of God in you. Greater is he that is in you than he is in the world. And the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is in you. The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is in you. Change the world. Seriously. Do you guys like encouragement? It is so nourishing to the soul. <laughs> oh. God loves me. He does. He really does. Was it getting boring for a while? No, it's not. We need more of you, God. Help us walk in this thing of honor. Page, you are trustworthy. Page, you are trustworthy. You are trustworthy with my children. You are trustworthy with the children of this church. You are trustworthy with the kingdom of heaven. With the spirit of God. God trusts you. He trusts you. You are a powerful woman of God. Thank you, God. Believe in yourself, Paige. Believe in yourself, truly. Believe in yourself. You can make right decisions. Yeah. You're a woman of God. You are righteous. You are righteous. Truly are. You bring words of life to others. You're a joy to be around. You truly are. Wow. I don't even want to continue my sermon. Shar, I love you. I really do. You're a great mom. Wow. Your wings, like you're short, but (laughs) 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 like I just see like wings, like just like that mother hand. As God wants to gather his children, that's your heart. You want to gather his children so badly to feel his love and his tenderness and his intimacy and sometimes his discipline. Oh, yeah. I just thank you just for being so faithful and loving towards us and praying so faithfully for our church and for me and for us as a group. It is so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You've adopted so many in your heart. Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) This is good, hey? This is good. It's so encouraging, eh? <clears throat> so <Soon. laughs> God wants to say nice things about you. He cares about you. He loves you. He says you are lovely and beautiful. Mm. Just like he wants to meet with you. He really does. He wants to walk you hand in hand. He wants to guide you every step of the way with decisions, with wisdom, with knowledge. It has nothing to do with your past at all. Whatsoever. Nothing to do with your past. You are a new woman of God. You are born again in Christ Jesus. You are a new woman. New creation in God. Trust in him. Don't believe what the voices are saying. We just declare... Wholeness and fullness in Jesus' name. Good wife, a man would be so lucky to have you. Awesome. Wow. I didn't know this was in me. you guys want more, or you want the boring stuff. To give than to receive. Ooh. I'll just read this for a minute. We'll take a break here. Uh Parable of the Seed of Honor. You guys know that one? <laughs> began speaking a parable to the invited guests when he noticed how they had been picking out the places of honor at the table, saying to them, when you are invited by someone to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor. Do not take the place of honor for someone who more distinguished than you may have been invited. And he who invited you both will come and say to you, give your place to this man and then, then disgrace, then in disgrace you proceed to occupy the last place. But when you are invited, go and recline at that last place, so that when the one who has invited you comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will have honor in the sight of all who are at the table, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. I feel like when we look at humility, we think we need to beat ourselves up. We need to say, I am less. I am not a very good person. But it's not about the eyes on you. It's about the eyes on other people. It's about pushing others up. The focus is encouraging others, humbling yourself to say you are important, you are valuable, you are worth my praise, worth God's praise, worth his time. That is what it is. That's humility, lifting others up. Then God will say, well done, let's uh, promote you. Then you will be honored by God. Heather and Trevor. You guys are awesome. No hiding back there. I'm so glad that you guys chose to come back. I really am. Like, we are so blessed by your music, first of all. Like, do you guys know that you, your quality of music is like at the professional level and beyond? Like, I am so honored whenever you guys play. Not just because I love who you are in your hearts, but your music is really good. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, you guys need to know that. And it's okay to know that your music is good. Mm-hmm. I don't want to push anything. I'm just trying to listen. <laughs> Love you, Trevor. Ugh. Yeah, I used to, in my heart, like, I used to, I didn't notice it. But slowly over time, I began to disrespect my parents in my heart. Never said it, like, I love them, but I disrespected them and I dishonored them. Because of what they either, I perceived as lack in my life or what they did. What I realized is I began to honor them. God was free to do his will and free to change them. And they are more than what I thought they could or would be because of it. My dad prays daily. And that's awesome. I thought it was common or normal for my mom to be on the couch and my dad to be in the bedroom. That was normal. But it's not. Now they make me uncomfortable when they 're around each other, slapping each other on the butt and giving kisses, but that 's normal, and that is glorious. Thank you, Lord, even though i don 't want to see it <laughs> Keep it in the bedroom, really Did, so if if you have a <clears throat> significant other that you're looking hopeful prospect for marriage um, if you see the way they treat their parents it's probably the way they're going to treat you in a few years for after five years of marriage familiarity kicks in so they kick into the familiarity of what they know and they dishonor you so you see, you need to see the way begin to, if you're dishonoring your parents begin to change begin to change the way you see them Begin to change because you're gonna just treat your husband or your wife the same way if you don't. Don't just hope they might change, you know, or that's just the way they treat their parents, you know. And some of us like need to repent for the way we've (sighs) saw our parents, saw our leaders, saw the people who are under us. God forgive us. Let us honor. Let's truly honor one another from the heart. Let it not be mechanical or manipulative. I'll only bless them if they bless me back. That's manipulative. Honoring other churches. Don't we disrespect other churches? Don't we? We so disrespect other churches. Oh, that Catholic church. They pray to Mary. They must not be Christian. Where does it say that? It says you must believe. You must believe in Christ. There's churches. The Catholic church is going to reach people that I can't. Whoa. Whoa. Catholic Church is going to reach people that Water's Edge can't? No. I know what you're thinking. That's a really nice beard. (laughs) Sorry. That was random. (laughs) But seriously. Seriously. Bethel Baptist is going to reach people that I can't. If God brings revival... To, I think Charlie was preaching on this, brings revival to Marquette. And people get saved left and right, multiple, multiplication everywhere. Everybody's getting saved, everybody loves Jesus. We're not going to be able to hold everybody. We're not going to be able to minister to everybody. The other churches are going to have to come in line with what God says. And we need to begin to honor them so that God can move freely in them. Begin to pray for them. God, move powerfully. God, heal people through them. Bring freedom. Bring uh, joy to their lives. There are people, I know that there's people that think we're the weird church. That's dishonoring, I know. But you know what? I'm going to honor them back. I don't care what they say. I'm not going to stoop to that level. You want it. You know you want it. Matthew Hill. Matthew Allen Hill. I've known Allen Hill, Matthew, For a long time, since high school, how long has it been? Sixteen years. I've seen him grow in the spirit from a wee lad up to what about here? That's about right. You're an honorable man. You're worthy of honor. You're worthy of all honor. yeah you're a good encourager, yeah. you really are thank you, but like when things come to your mind don't don't wait like like for me it's when i when I 'm thinking of somebody and I'm like, I just really love these people and then i this person whatever doesn't matter, and then all of a sudden, in my heart, I just have a desire to pray for them, I have these words that come to my mind, and then just put it in a text, put it in a a message somewhere you know like in a letter or an email or facebook make it known to the public like or it's you're sitting next to Davy or or somebody like speak it out don't let it in and that that's for that's for all of us put it in your life run with it put it in your life seriously put it in your life put it in words put it in uh, letters, put it in a text message, put it on Facebook, put it everywhere, plaster it everywhere, live it, live it. Wear it as a badge on your chest. I am a person of honor. I'm a man of honor. Seriously. Let's get this. Our church would be so much happier if we did. Honor brings joy, doesn't it? Who's, who's happier right now? I am. <laughs> My wife is. Like... You anything? I was
0: the only thing I was getting was that uh, you're a walking display of the heart of God. Mm. You're a walking display of his heart tonight. thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that when you see Cody, Lord, it's just your heart on display for us, God. That your heart is being freely manifested through Cody to us, God. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank Father. You, Father. Thank you for that, God.
1: Freedom. I think i'll say just a couple more things got a little bit of time charlie usually goes over right that's okay that's okay (laughs) honor serves with passion and then some honor serves with passion and then some it's not we're scrubbing dishes man i really deserve something I can't believe I got stuck doing this good. i got to do my time be obedient to God. No, it's passionate. Man, I need to make these dishes clean. I need to clean the sink. I need to mop. I need to wipe all the tables down. Is there a dust? Is that a dust speck there? I'm going to wash that off too. It's then some. Passion and then some. Going above and beyond what has been asked of you. <clears throat> Giving with thoughtfulness. And more like one time i mean i'm not trying to dishonor i was given this roll thing of soft cheese that was probably a dollar i mean i love cheese but this stuff was not very good it was a bad gift but anyway let's not give out a poor mentality let's not give out of a poor mentality just give out of, I have a lot to give. I mean, I wish I had a lot of money so that I, I, mean, so I could buy stuff, but that I could give more, <laughs> right? Sometimes it's like I find out what somebody, somebody may or may not like, and I want to give the best of it. I really do. But I don't have the resources or whatever to do it, but it's still in my heart. So God is going to bring that blessing to my life because it's in my heart. Really. If you know, like, somebody who like something, give them the, the best thing out there that they don't even know that's there. Seriously, honor them in that way. Honor always believes the best in people and in situations. You can disagree and still honor You guys are expecting right now, aren't you? You're like, woo! What's he gonna do next? Anna. I like you. You're fun to be around. And you're a great person. That's pretty simple, right? But like, I may not talk to you a whole lot. I give you high fives or whatever. But I recognize uh, who you are. And I'm Whenever I see you, it's, it's happiness. Does that make sense? Like, it's just a joy. Just to to see you, to see your face, it's a joy. To be around you is a joy. It really is. And people want to be around you, you know? there might be a lie that it's like, well, people don't really want to hang out with me, so I don't want to hang out with them, or I don't know. Just know, like, people really love being around you, you know? And uh, continue to press in for more of what God has for you, like... It's not limited to where you're at now um, uh, with your your music and with business or job. Press in for more, what God has. Uh, He'll reveal it to you. To you. You know, trust that he's going to reveal it to you. Yeah. This, I, when I read this the last time in, uh, Da- uh, Jonathan and David story where Jonathan first saw David and met him I think I almost started crying I don't know why but it's such a picture of honor such a picture First Samuel 18 it says now it came about when he had finished speaking to Saul that John- the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David and Jonathan loved him as himself So Saul took him that day and did not let him return to his father's house. Then Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself. Jonathan stripped himself of of the robe that was on him and gave it to David with his armor, including his sword, his bow, and his belt. Jonathan was next in line to be king. Jonathan was next in line to be king. But Jonathan saw the potential and the greatness in David and the promise that God gave him. And said, I am partnering with you and I honor you and give you what should rightfully be mine but has been declared yours. In the world, it should have been his. But he's like, I'm going to lift you up. I'm going to honor you with this. The only way I know how. I love you so much. I don't know how to honor besides to lift you above me. To encourage you in this way. Now, after Saul and Jonathan's death, David said, Jonathan's love was greater than the love of a woman because he was loyal and he was faithful and he was steadfast. It didn't waver. His love didn't waver. And David, I don't think David, there's not, I I read through it. I could be wrong on this, but I feel like David in the scripture actually never honored Jonathan. So Jonathan wasn't able to receive. So after his death, there's this chapter of of David's lament of saying how awesome Saul was and how awesome Jonathan was, and he honored them in their death. And then Ryan preached on this one time, Meshibotheth, or he calls, Ryan calls him Seth because it's hard to say (laughs) Meshibosheth, but he gave him, like, all the land he wanted. He, like, gave him all this money and all this stuff and honored him. Because he was in the line of Jonathan. Because he was in the line of Jonathan, he honored him. But let's not wait till they, pe- till we're dead to honor people. If you go to a funeral, you will see the almost like the perfect picture of honor. But the person's dead. What good does it do them? Let's not wait till they're dead. Seriously, let's begin to honor one another. I'll wrap up here. So, like, get it? I just. Made a list here. Get it in your life. Don't just think it. Put it to life. Put it in a text. Put it in a phone call, in a conversation, in a letter, in a gift, in your resources, in your time, in your money, and in the now. Don't wait till later. When you think it, say it, speak it, write it, do it, give it. Let's honor one another. Mm. Amen. Jesus. You guys, what you guys want? <laughs> I don't know this, your name. I think I met you before. Right next to her. Yeah, you. Emily. I met, I met you once, but twice, maybe. I don't know. But Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. That's what I got. I see your face. I see joy. Um, a strong woman of God who trusts. Like you have a hunger for God. It, it's uh, like Proverbs 31, the gentle woman. Gentle woman you are. You seek to bring words of life. I don't know you, but you seek to bring words of life. You hate it when people are being put down or discouraged or whatever, and you want to bring them up. That's you. You honor you honor people. You really do. I hope this is right on. Maybe. <laughs> it's, it's harder when you don't know someone, right? <laughs> but really, like, I just, you hang on every word of the Lord. Not the word I'm saying, but you hang on every word of the Lord. Like, if I say something that's off, you're like, Whatever. But, like, if I say something that's of God, you, you take it and you chew on it and you eat it and you, and you live it if it resonates with your spirit. You're one to take the word of God and really, truly live it. You're a doer of the word, not just a hearer. A doer of the word. And you strive to be that. And God sees it. And he loves that about you. He loves that about you. Hmm. I think I might be done. Yeah. Encourage one another. Ed Bordeaux. I love you. You're a faithful man. I won't mention your age. <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, not really 44. kidding. 44. Yeah. You're young, you have many years left. I just declare in your workplace an increase of, uh, of your spirit, God, an increase of your spirit in that place, God, that many would come to know you, God. That I, I ask for an atmosphere of change, God, that others who are following what the accuser and what the enemy wants to do, what the devil wants to do, we just break off that cloud in Jesus' name. We break off that cloud that they would see the light in Ed and say, Ed, what do you want to do? You've seen some of that. Like, they ask you. So take those opportunities to just declare whatever to them. God, I just ask for a greater move of your spirit on him and in him. The spirit's in you for you, on you for others. Greater measure of your spirit on him. Yeah. Um, I think this is a word for everybody. Uh, Sometimes we see others, like people who are up front, whether it's am I still good? Okay. Others that are up front and we see them as higher than us and like walking in levels of anointing that we're not, but like knowing that this is for you. This is for you. It is for you. You're valuable. You're full of promise. It's for you. So, I'm I'm done. I think. I'm done we can what's that yeah thank you god Yeah, we. Yes, thank you, Nancy, for being a forerunner. Thank you, Nancy, for being a forerunner. Thank you that you dive into the depths of God's heart and bring it out for us. Mm. Oh, that we would be able to pray and have that intimacy like you do with the Father and that freedom that you have. You don't care what others think. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. And you put up with Kurt. No, just kidding. <laughs> I love Kurt. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the man he is because of you, really. And you're the woman because of him. Yeah, and I, I want to honor Kurt too. Others have dishonored him in the way I mean, he may do things. He's a little gruff. They've dishonored him in that, but I love it. I love Kurt and who he is and the things that he brings on Sunday. I love it. He's a true man of God and a man of faith. He prays it every day. That's more than I can say probably. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I acknowledge God throughout the day, but like he's ours praying. In, I guess not just praying, but interceding. That's the word I'm looking for. He's an intercessor. And like he sees it through. That is so, such a faithful man. Oh, I really hope he's getting whacked. <laughs> Nancy, thank you for like, not ever letting your hunger die yeah. You've yeah. carried it for years You've carried
0: it for years And when others have stepped aside You've, kept, you've stayed hungry Yeah, thank you, you Jesus so Thank you Thank you for following the way for us Thank you Thank you for giving us that example Yeah
1: No, he's surely alive. God's not dead. He's surely alive. Thank you, God. Thank you for this place. I thank you for everyone here, God. I ask that they would just receive a greater measure of your spirit and a greater understanding of what it truly means to honor one another and live as children and priests of God, that we'd understand what it means to be adopted into your kingdom, to live in your name, God. Let us understand what it truly means to have the spirit of the living God inside of us. Let us understand truly what it means that the same spirit, God, that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us, God. Let us believe that with all of our hearts, God. Let us believe it, God. Let us let us let let that be on our minds and on our hearts, God. And throughout the day, God, let us acknowledge that rivers of living water will spring forth from within, God. That the consuming fire, God, the consuming fire lives in us, and wherever we go, God, you go. Whatever we say, God, you say. God, let us, let us know that our words are powerful. Let us look to the ones that the world sees as weak and lowly and common and simple and see them as great, and to begin to value them and bring them up and lift them and bring them into the kingdom of God. Let, them, let us see the low uh, of the world as great, God. hmm Pour out your presence like you've never had before, God. Let us be acceptable in your sight, God. Let your blessings flow. Let your blessings flow. Every good and perfect gift comes from above and comes from you, God. So we just ask for more. More of you, God. More, Lord. More of you in our lives. Mm. Thank you, God, that we're just learning to walk. That there's more. We're just learning to swim. There's more. We're in the shallow end, but we're in the pool. Thank you, God. Release hunger tonight, God. Release a greater hunger. God, we just impart a hunger, God, that knows that nothing else satisfies besides you, God. A Crying out, Lord, my heart and flesh cry out to you, the living God. My heart and flesh cry out to you the living God. Groanings too deep for words, Holy Spirit. God, it says in your word that the Holy Spirit groans with wo- uh, <clears throat> with groanings too deep for words. Would you release that inside of us? God. That you would fill us your vessels, God. Your vessels of honor. Your vessels of honor. Your vessels of honor. It is the lifeblood, God, fill us with you.